Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2023 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. Once again, both categories are in the public people's choice voting, so you, the public, will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your mama, your love interest, and the bitch you're about to blindside with an idol. And I repeat, tell everyone. Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can support the pod by donating or buying merch. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaternow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Don't mess with Mama. The core four feel the rush of the finals coming, so with seven left, it's time to make a move. But who prevailed? It's time to talk all things Survivor 45, Pelican Pete's private island. And here with me is someone who wouldn't be foolish enough to spill the beans to their crush, Miss Felicia. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I say that you wouldn't be foolish enough to spill the beans to your crush, but I feel like you might if they were hot. I, no, I would not. I would not. You sure. I'm positive. Definitely not. Even if not. it's someone you could climb? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Right. Just saying. Uh, Miss Felicia, you've been here a couple times. How are you feeling yeah. about Survivor 45? I'm really enjoying the season. <clears throat> I'm confident to say now. I feel like each time I've come on, I've been a little more confident in saying it's my favorite out of the five so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and even more, it, this is definitely my favorite season. So, yeah, it's, and it's basically over, so I, I feel pretty confident in saying that, like, it's a solid one. Can I just say, and <clears throat> I don't want Jeffrey to be insulted by me saying this, but a big part of why this season is working is because it's not filled with less twists and advantages. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Just saying, just saying. All right, let's do this. Pop the champagne. Uncle Brucey is out, and it was epic. The unimaginable happened as Bruce didn't play his idol and he still went home and Katora is still laughing about it. She hears the silence at camp. It's Bruce not lecturing her or micromanaging everybody. Oh, thank God. I'm glad Katora got her way. But she didn't even make the full on. She didn't do anything. Yeah, it wasn't her. It wasn't her, but. She says this was a testament to his lack of self-awareness by not playing his idol. Would you pull a Bruce and not play an idol? No. Knowing you've been a target since the fucking merge. Absolutely not. I would have played that shit so fast. I just don't understand him. Like we I I I talked about it last week. I don't understand where he thought, yeah, what Emily is telling me is actually gonna be true. When have they ever been on the same page? True. That's truth. ego. That is all ego. Yeah. Julia says it's wild. He wrote down the name of the only person that would have worked with him. Why did he come for Julie? I don't know. It was shocking to the tribe. Emily will tell the team that she was the one who told Bruce that he does not have Julie in the vote as he thought he did. 
And then she tells them that she told him Julie is playing him like Kelly did and the amount of shock that went through that beach. Why would she reveal all that? To get him on her side. No, no, I'm saying to the the rest of the tribe, why did she reveal all of that? I don't know. Because now Julie calls her a strong player and gives her props for playing Bruce. Julie says it was a genius move by Emily, and rightly so. Her threat level has gone up. I wouldn't have said anything. Wait till the end. Wait till the final tribal. This this wasn't a good week for um, for emily unfortunately it was one of those moments where it's like i want to brag about what i just did not realizing bragging is going to get you out yeah totally austin and drew and d and julie have a chat on the beach as they have dismantled them and the reba four has the numbers now austin says that what matters is that he has his core four and they have the majority drew didn't think they would let them take the majority now austin says they have worked so hard to make sure the four of them stayed in the numbers also, please peep Mr. Austin holding Miss D's hand. And don't you worry, the romance drama will be discussed as it is the central part of the day's events. Uh-huh. Drew will ask if they are committing to this group as the final four, which is funny with what's to come. Of course, they all say a thousand percent, but we will see how long that lasts. And spoiler, it's, it's a couple hours. Yeah, less than that. Well, it's time for bed as Drew and Julie head back to camp. But Austin and Dee will go stargazing. Oh, how romantic! Have you ever was gone this... stargazing I, with a loved um, one? No, nah, I'm no. single as fuck. Um, has this romance been like brewing, and I just didn't notice, or was yes. this the first time they've like? This is the first. Well, last week there was a little bit more, but yes, we have not been seeing it because they've okay. apparently been hiding it, yeah, or at least the edit has. Good for them. <laughs> Dee will talk about the first time they came there and saw the Milky Way, and Austin's like, yeah. And Dee is like, I've never seen it in my life. And now Dee is auditioning for a spot on The Bachelorette, as she says that when she came in the game, she felt a calming presence with Austin, and the relationship is progressing. She calls him a genuine guy. Where is this? Who is this person? This is not the Dee we've been introduced to. Softer side. I was confused, because I thought... She was way older than she actually no. is. And I thought he was way younger than he actually is. I thought he was like 22 and she was like 30, which no. I mean, that's not the biggest deal, but they're the exact same age. They're both 26. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he tells her that when he first saw her, he thought she didn't like him because she didn't smile at him. And then he tells her he tried to smile at her a lot. She says she thought he was introverted. I'm sorry, is this kindergarten? <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, my God, you didn't smile at me enough. Oh my God, do you like me? Check yes, check no. Well, she tells us that she didn't think Austin would be someone she'd be interested in, but says that spending 26 days with someone really feels like six months. Wait, wait, wait. That's what she said in confessional. Is this a generalization or a confessional that was from the last day of filming put here? Are they in the finals together? Do they accidentally spoil shit for us? Maybe. I don't know. I was just watching, um, side note on spoiling things, I was just watching season three of Drag Race, and in the very first, like, two minutes... They like show the final three. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Austin says they have become super close and she is the only person he could sit out on the beach with and talk for two hours about nothing, just laughing. He says he will visit her when the whole thing ends. Are they just preparing for a run on the amazing race or are they really going to do sushi and have Cuban food and watch Survivor or basically just 
fuck. Maybe Austin will propose to D at the finale. They'll be the Watch final two, mouth, and bitch. then he'll Watch propose to her. Actually, I All see right. D proposing to Austin. I think that would be fun. And Austin says they have been rocks for each other and are people they can truly trust and connect with. And yeah, eat those words, Kim. Let's talk about Austin's pickup line because let's call it like it is. A super fan of Survivor who loves the show for the game and strategy is not going to tell the girl he digs that one of his favorite moments of Survivor is the whole All-Stars boss Rob Amber thing. Dude, just tell her you want her in your pants. Wow, wow. That's no... Is that even in your top 50 things that happened on Survivor? I, I don't like Boston Rob, so, so no, <laughs> it's not. But Now, we will cut to a fucking montage of the Boston Rob Amber moment, and my only takeaway was, oh my god, the cameras were that bad back in the day. Thank god for HD. Yeah, that SD. Did we really live in a time where that was, that, that we watched things that, like, blurry? Yeah, and I love to watch lost media, so I'm still constantly... Watching stuff at 420p or whatever. That's insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, Austin will tell Dee that he thought maybe one day he'll find his Amber on the island. Smooth kid. I Amber. see what you're doing. Dee will tell Austin something hilarious. Ready for it? She tells him that before coming there, she said one of the big things she was not going to do was a showman. So it was a number one red flag. But her friends told her maybe she'll find her husband out there. Ha ha ha. I think they're getting, I think they're getting engaged. She said no showman's is coming, but she can have a little fun. D tells Austin that he has his word, and she'll take him to the three, and he will reciprocate. He thinks it could be a beautiful moment no matter what, no matter who wins. Barf, 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 barf. He goes on to say that they don't even have to say it, that they have each other's back through everything and he would love to be in the end with her as they have had a beautiful unique relationship that if he doesn't win he wants her to win barf barf miss felicia would you ever have a showmance uh yeah sure i would but not like at the expense of me winning in no way no. would it be like, oh, like I'd be so happy if you won and not me. It's like, no, bitch, I'm going to cut your throat when the time is I needed. feel like in the past decade, like the biggest showmance that we've had that we've talked about, about on Survivor is Taylor and Figgy. You know, Figgy of Squid Game, the challenge fame. Remember them? Millennials? Yeah. Jones? There was also What's Their Faces, Franny and... Well, yeah, I mean... And that was a big, that was a big thing. Right. I don't even that remember. One, I, I remember Figgy from Squid Games, well, so but here, I don't remember here's, her Here's what I want to ask you. Much. I mean, yes, oh, we I throw do, actually, in yeah. Franny and Matt. We have this one. We all destroyed Taylor they, and Figgy. We hated yeah, that. We hated yeah, that thing, yeah. and we hated that he ruined her game for it. Well, it has to be done undercover. Like, if I were to have a show yes. mess, I wouldn't be. That's what I'm asking. Is Is that why the other two... We are like, oh my god, it's really cute. Or is it the kind of people that they are? Because Taylor was not a good person. I don't even remember. He was blonde guy, right? Yeah, he was the blonde one. Um. Yeah. No, I think it's a mix of all of that. All of that. Um. Because we, we just can't be consistent when because Franny and what's his face were super like cute and nerdy. <laughs> it's it comes <laughs> like, down to the people, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
because we all stand D, and that's why we're okay with this. Even though well, we I mean, know this, this has happened for fucking... three. I didn't even know it was a thing until a few days ago. So, like, well, I, I don't. And this is what's going to be interesting because we're going to talk about it because it's going to put a really big damper in her game, whether she realizes it or not. Uh, no, it's going to put a damper in his game. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It worked out I mean, for her. I mean, it, it, so far, so good. Welcome to day 20. Morning, the sun rises. And honestly, that for you, the sunrise, I just want to see it. Give me like two days on Survivor just so I can see the beautiful sunrise. Jake is alone. Um, yeah, I was, I was teaching at seven. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> You were teaching at seven. You can go. I was, I was just going to say, I was teaching. I had a seven o'clock class this morning. Um, so I was like up at five on the train and I got to see the sunrise and it was so beautiful and like red and gorgeous. Did you shed a tear? So, yeah, I can imagine on Survivor. Uh, no. Okay. A tear because I was tired as fuck. A That's fair. Sleepy oh. tear. <laughs> Jake is sad as there were votes for him. He's received seven votes in the game. Lucky number seven. He's become very popular and now has to tread carefully. He will chat with Katora as she says, if they think they can last a few days, they're crazy, but things are going to get worse. He's hoping the apple cat is upset in some way. I will not miss that Boston accent when he's gone. I will not. Do you know what an apple cat is? I've never heard that saying. Don't upset the apple cart. Yeah, I've heard this saying where it's just like, don't mess with the flow. Just don't fuck things up. It, it, go with the flow. Type I've never heard it referred to as an apple cart. I've heard it because I've heard it, like my. Is it a Massachusetts parents, thing? I think it's a Northeast. Apple thing. Okay. No, but it's apple cart. But he talks yeah. like with <laughs> no, the I accent. Know. I know. I I got that. Just confirming. But I've just, just never heard that saying. Apple yeah, I mean. She has no idea what the phrase means. She's never heard it. Who knows? Is it real? Maybe he's making shit up. But Jake says he's the cesspit of the bottom. Did he just out himself as the pass around party bottom? Oh. I mean, stranger things have happened. Jake is hoping he won't be the backup vote again. Dude, bro, there's no need at seven. You are the goat now, buddy. You are going to be dragged to the end. Like, why do you think you would ever be voted out here? Yeah, I like that he's a theater teacher. That like we'll talk turns about that. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because Kishora <laughs> says she is down to work with him for the next three votes. She says, "Who would have thought they'd be working with a lawyer?" Now let's get to it. At this point, no one knows she's a lawyer. She says, if she's trying to get closer to Jake, she has to <laughs> pretend she's interested in that kind of stuff, even telling him people are interested in that kind of work. Well, Julie walks over, and it's a setup for a joke, right? Three lawyers no, sit on the beach. Three, three lawyers are all hiding their identities. Yeah. Jake will tell Couture that there are a lot of people like her that he works with. Uh, little does he know. Ha, ha, ha. She says she thought about being a lawyer and helping in that way. She's playing it up, but she's enjoying the moment as it's allowing them all to bond. And you know what? Talk about acting. She's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Jake says that they hear so many people who say they can't be a lawyer, but he did it. He graduated high school with a 2.6. Damn. She knows that she is at day 20 and doesn't want to leave the game without having had told her story. Time to get the tissues ready. Do you need to prepare? Do you need some tissues right now? I'm good. She shares she had an op the opposite experience as her family took her out of school after her fifth grade graduation. Why? Religion. They, were, they joined a religious cult and said kids should be homeschooled and not in public school. She says a few weeks in, her mom went back to school and she had to figure it out. 
Katora tells us that the family joined a quite extreme religious cult and her childhood got taken away from her. She worked three or four jobs. She says no one thought about her and what it means to do a child not in school. She says when she was 13, the leader decided she would be his next wife, and that is when her mom had something click. They packed their belongings in trash bags, ran away in the middle of the night. She says they left that religion and joined the real world again. She was put in high school at age 14 because of her age, and she was afraid of being the dumb one. She was shuffled into the real world as she realized she was black and poor and a woman and gay. That's when she decided to be a lawyer who advocates for black people, and she can proudly say that 15 plus years later, she did it. It's not a sad story. It's a story of redemption and resilience. She lives in her fantasy city in her fantasy apartment, and she empowers the community and helps people. And that is why I shoot my winner pick from day one, baby. What did you make of this story? Is this one of the more powerful backstories the show has ever given us? Damn, like, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, like, up on top five, probably, at least. What's kind of wild is we are going to learn about this. I'm now fully convinced Katora will be at the end and tell the rest of them about it, because she has not told them this part quite yet. Right, yeah. She's maybe told them bits and pieces, but the whole last part of being the lawyer, that's the key part of the story that she's keeping from them, from our knowledge. We don't think they know yet. They don't. I don't. Is this going to be? Is if would that swing you to a potential um, vote her way if you are sitting on the jury? No. Okay. You want you. You play what happens in the game is what matters most for me. But I mean, I'd be like, damn girl, yeah. If like I hate the other two, definitely it'd be a good reason. If it's like a toss up between her and someone else, and they both have equal track records, then like, yeah, sure. But Uh, I'm just really. I'm really impressed that she told the story the way she did. I don't know what kind of, I mean, obviously as a lawyer, storytelling is kind of important sometimes. So the way she shared it was very, very well done. Um, I, I really, really impressed with her and I'm glad that she got to share this part of her story. Me too. I loved Katora this whole time. So It is nap time on Survivor as a boat races to the beach. Whatever could it be? Jake doesn't know why the boat is pulling up, but if anyone is going on the boat, he wants it to be him. He says that final seven affects his strategy moving forward. He needs to start making moves and can't make any misplays. He's out of strikes. The note reads that one person must get on the boat for a journey where they will have to make a decision. If multiple people want to go on this journey, whoever draws the green rock will go on the boat. You will return to camp this afternoon. Would you, Miss Felicia, want to go on journey? Yeah, definitely. It's always good to be able to have the option to get some sort of advantage. I mean, sometimes there's a disadvantage, but like... I'd, I'd want to make the risk, especially considering this one, you have like the a full, like you can say no. So, well, everyone wants to go. Uh, so it's rock draw time. Who's going to get the green rock is Emily. She says, of course she got the green rocks as she can't catch a break in this game. Are you to assume then that she really didn't want to go? Um, I don't think she wanted to. Yeah, no, she, I, I think, think at this point she wants to stay, like, under the radar. Correct. Um, but, like, she didn't have to draw, did she? I don't know. I think if she didn't draw, the rest of the tribe that, would have been hesitant. Yeah. I'm, I'm not true, sure true. if the rules said all or nothing. Um, I personally would have done what you just suggested. I would not have drawn. I would have said I would like to not be considered. Yeah, yeah. 
If she really um, didn't want to, that's what she should have done. Exactly. I don't Emily is on the boat and terrified, but knows she can push herself forward in the game going on this journey. Julie knows that this journey may allow you to get an advantage and thinks that Emily now has the chance to build her resume even bigger, which is why you don't want to go on this journey. With Emily gone, it's time to talk about her behind her back. Isn't that crazy that we tell people in the real world, don't talk about someone behind their back, and that's all we do on Survivor? That's all we do in real life, too. It's true, but you're not supposed to. Don't talk about someone don't behind their do back. It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drew would tell Julie that he thinks she's starting to get some clout. Uh, yeah, I think. Julie says she would have sat next to her at the end, but now that's not the play at all. She doesn't want to cut Emily, but she is a jury threat. Drew will tell Julie that today may not be the day for Emily to go. She finds it interesting. I would have cut her now. I would have cut her then. I've been saying this bit for a while. Finally, will someone retrospectively listen to me that cutting Emily should have happened already? No. Drew says the core four is still intact (laughs) and there was a real atmosphere of bonami and friendship. He says they're the drunk buddies who are the best friends ever, but Waco questioning if they're really the best friends ever. Uh, Miss Felicia, have you ever had best friends and drink with and then you woke up, you're like, "Uh, who's in my bed? I'm a drag queen, so like 90% of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. He will ask her one more question, asking if she wants to do something tricky with her idol and gain some clout and points. Why does he ask it? He wants to know if he can make a move against her. I see you, Linky Tree Man. I see your move here. He will nudge her while looking at the ground because he can't look her in the face that it could be a good idea after she already said no. Body language. He's so bad. It's terrible. Biggest tell this people, whole People, if you want to go on Survivor, you got to learn about body language. Yeah. Drew Look is at your, the Tell some lies worst. in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> Drew is so bad at it. If I were Julie sitting there and he is making this assessment and yeah. saying these words and yeah. not looking at me. No, I, red flags, red flags. Drew believes he and Austin are in the same category, wrong, but thinks that Julie is a threat because she is mom and has great relationship with Jury and she has idol. He will tell us that Julie has the idol after a huge blunder by Austin as she hung on to it in case she was in trouble. He then projects that she thinks it's her idol, holding on to it like it's Gollum to the ring. He says it's a scary thought. He will try to push her more and be like, whatever you decide, you got the idol. And she's like, y'all got one too. But he's like, no, that's Austin's idol. He has it. Didn't Austin say it's for everybody? Yeah, but it's still, but Yeah. Okay, this was the idol when they were split up, right? When they had separate tribals. Yes. That, that Julia, I'd be so pissed if she kept that. Like, that's fucked up. Well, I let's think. Talk, well, well, I mean, let's go through this. We're good on her it. for getting it and not having to give it back. But, like, I, if I was Austin the next day, I would have been like, yo, oh, my idol, it. give it back. Okay, okay. Let's get to it. We'll get to it. Julie's gut says they all want to go to the final four together, but can only tell that Drew wants to make a big root move. She sees him acting so suspicious and thinks this is the time people will take shots. Now with D, Julie will tell her that Drew asked her about making big moves with her idol, and D knows he's asking to see if she plans on doing something. D says if they wanted to pull the wool on them, they do have the idol and they know too much information. And baby girl, you're going to get more information. Don't you worry. Loose lips sinks lots of ships. 
D says they have made a pact that they are four strong and they don't know what Jeff will throw at them with six left. She says it's important to say four as they still have the numbers. And once this four is done, they will come at them one by one. D knows that there is a crack when it comes to Drew and his closeness to Emily. She says that when Emily gets back, she will lie to everybody. She will put it in people's heads that she can be dangerous. Emily is next on her hit list. She's curious what she comes back with. So let's get to it. Let's go on the journey. Emily is on Journey Island. And I hate that they're making her trek through the water. I know that it's probably hard to put like the boat on land, whatever. But like, why does why do they have to make her walk like 500 feet before she gets to the shore? Because otherwise there'd be no journey. It would just be like, get on a boat, read a piece of paper, then get back on the boat and leave. I'd be like, I'm not getting my shoes wet, and I don't want to like have sand all over. Should I not even go on Survivor? Maybe I don't know. I'm saying <laughs> she knows that she has a target on her back after the Bruce blind side, and feels like going on this adventure puts a bigger target on her back. No shit, Sherlock. She will have to trek down the beach to make her decision. It's coming into the fourth quarter of Survivor. That's sports talk, y'all. And this decision has the consequences of putting herself in a very precarious spot by making the wrong choice. So what will it be? She has a moment to reflect on her journey. And as they are giving us this introspective music, as the caption says, I knew she was a goner. I knew this was done. She says she came into the game not thinking she would have had would change as a person as she's a very direct and aggressive person, which she still is, but she knew she was on the chopping block of the first tribal. Things have changed. She is now soft and is able to have deeper emotional connections and hear what is important in their lives and says that it's going to extend far outside of the game of Survivor. Yeah, this was her I feel like, goodbye. I feel like we've gotten that confessional from her like every episode. Like we've been heard. But her, not with introspective music. When the, the caption said it's maybe the music, music wasn't playing, but we've been new that you've been changed. Like the right. decision is here. A puzzle. She likes puzzles on Sunday morning with coffee, not when her vote is on the line and she could suddenly go home. Let's find puzzle. The note says that four tried and failed. How confident are you? It is the savvy puzzle from episode one, and it, it really is difficult. I watched an AI generator solve it, and I, I never. I saw. It. I saw that probably the same video. I was so confused. I never have gotten time. it. Yeah. If she succeeds, she is safe at tribal council. If you fail, you lose your vote at the next tribal. Let's go through it. So you must remove a circle of rope attached to a metal structure before the sand time runs out. If anyone has a 3D print of it, I want to try it because I really am. I I couldn't grasp it. I didn't get it. Yeah, I feel like if you knew the like, because watching the video, I was like, I don't get it. But I feel like if you studied it and then like had a chance to do it once before coming on to Survivor, that would be an easy win. Right. Would you play a rescue vote for immunity? No. Not no with chance. this one. Not knowing seven. that I've seen that I've seen the solution, and still don't understand it. I would not. <laughs> As she weighs her decision, she tells us she's imagining conversations at camp targeting her. Cut to Katora and Julie targeting Emily. Great editing. Good job, friends. Emily will opt to not play. Was this the right decision for her? Yes, I agree. Now yeah. Emily is hoping everyone will leave her. Will they? <laughs> Now, last week on the pod, we discussed how there had not been any fire practice or discussion of fire. Well, dream it and be it. Here it is. <laughs> we see Jake practicing with Katora, who calls it exhausting. You're right. You're right. Katora will ask the question I keep asking. Why can't they just vote somebody out at four? Jeff, listen to the girl. She is smart and she is on to something. 
but Miss Felicia, they kept that in the edit, right? Is there a universe in which they might cut it and that's the twist? I hope so. That'd be fun. I would cry. I would cry in pure happiness if they cut the fire making. Yeah, I'm over it. Or maybe she gets fucked with the fire making, or maybe she makes a decision for fire making. But to have her say that directed toward Jeff in the edit, wild to me. Yeah. Wild. Before the boat gets back, King Drew is going to sit down like he's a teacher talking to the kindergartners. He will ask if they're thinking about the end of the line, and yet, yeah, obviously do they are. Drew is like, (laughs) you don't have to tell me, but are you thinking of going to the end with each other, and who's your third? I want this child gone so fucking badly. Yeah, he's my least fave of the cast. Katora tells him they were talking about who they would or would not want to sit by, and Drew is willing to say some people down on the beach and ask if they feel like they can be Julie B. So Katora one-ups him and says, would you feel comfortable doing that next? Good, Katora. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm Drew, a lawyer. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. Drew is <laughs> ready to take some shots and claims that Julie D and Emily are the biggest threats. His instincts are telling him Julie has to go. Julie wants to, Jake wants to know what numbers would be, and Katora needs to confirm that it would, in fact, include Austin. Drew's like, yeah, I'm sure he may want to do something. I can't confirm yet, but if you want to do it, I'll make it sound convincing. If you had an ally like that, would you potentially put their entire game on the line to make this connection happen, to make a risky move, getting on another ally? Um, I would say it in different words. Because the way that Drew proposed it, it was like, yeah, I got Austin. It's fine. We're good. Yeah, right. Drew notes that he feels D's threat level has been going down and Katora just wants whoever the biggest target is. So it, it will be Julie. Katora says this is the moment that she plans to pick up steam, come out of the shadows and make a big move and be a bit bolder. Dare I say it's very Gabler of her. Yeah, sure. That's what he did. Okay. Katora thinks she has options and would like to blindside Julie first. So let's go chit-chat with Austin. He has been thinking about his final three. She tells him first that she doesn't know who she wants to sit by, but tells him who she doesn't, and that is D and Mama J. She will tell him that she's climbing, and he knows that she has excelled. Austin has been thinking what Katora has been thinking. He knows that everybody loves and trusts Mama J. He says she is someone who can backstab you and still win your heart. Let's go check on how that turns out next week. Austin says they might have to consider cutting her before the final four. He tells Couture that he is open to it and would be weird writing her after all this time, but he understands if she is in the end, they all lose. And at the end of the day, they need to win because that is what survivor. Period. Couture will push further to win Austin over and say that she would like to go Julie than Emily. As long as it's not D it was music to his ears. Austin will say that he thinks Drew would be on board for that, and Katora already knows that to be true, so she will say that she thinks everybody would be on board with Julie for this vote, except for Dee. So she's very in tune to what is about to happen. But Austin knows that the person to pull the trigger on the re-before would be Drew. Austin and Drew will chat about Katora wanting Julie out. What is Austin's feeling? Well, it would crush Dee. And the fact that he says that first is exactly everything you need to know. Wit. He's out of the game. He's out of the game. <coughs> in his mind, 
is no longer strategy. He has been, as you just gestured, he's whipped. I said it too. Yeah. <laughs> he says he, she will be crossed as she wants to really do the four till the end and puts them in a difficult spot. Austin would prefer Emily before Julie for the numbers. Is that true or is it really because of D? It's because of D. Agreed. Now, Drew says that he and Emily have a great working relationship and they are close allies, so he has to make it Julie. And he's going to mansplain to the other man why it has to be Julie, so he's going to walk him through why they have so few moments, moments to get out Julie. He will tell him that Emily genuinely wants to work with them and go to the final three. He says she's more of a tractable number and reliable number than Julie. He wants Julie out next, and that's where King Drew's ego makes him a big problem. Drew thinks he has Austin as his number one. Austin was Drew's number one before it got swayed to uh, D. D is her own number one. So the ladies are just killing it, and the men are just so unaware how poorly they are playing. Yeah. It's so bad that they're so unaware. Austin knows that the best move for him is to blindside Julie, but that would result in blindsiding D as well. But dude, if you want to win, you got to make the move. You do. Austin realizes that this would also flush out his own idol, and he still can't believe he gave it to her. Now, listen, this is why a majority alliance in the new era of Survivor is a hindrance more than a help. There are too many twists and turns to allow that to happen. No, I don't think it. I don't think that's true. I think it means you, there are decisions that have to be made further on, like at the end game, and it does mean right where we are right now. It's going to have to happen, but. It's still better than like being eliminated <laughs> early, I, right? But I think being in the majority this, is always the twists and turns that the just the feeling that the power of his knowledge advantage is out there is fucking up everybody's game. How many times in, in this new era, if that twist never came into existence, I don't think people will be playing so cautiously. That never would have yeah, happened. But I, I don't think that has to do with being in the majority alliance but it, it kind of does because you have to play around with your advantages and you can't hold on to them yeah but that that would still be the same if you were a lone wolf Not, no and if you're a lone wolf you have to hold on to it yourself and you can use it at your will okay but if you're in the majority alliance that doesn't mean you have to tell them about your secrets like that doesn't mean you have to give up all your these account. these motherfuckers did yeah and I'm saying it can be bad for some people if you don't if you don't know how to play, and if you can't like remove your emotions from the game. But I think that being in that majority is always the best way to be in Survivor. Emily is back. The threat is there, and it's time to see how the journey will alter the next few days. Austin has to take out Julie as she has his idol, which is stronger than the amulet he has, as it only lasts until final six, and the idol only lasts till five. Austin says he doesn't want to ask for it back as it could set alarm bells ringing. You have already said you would ask for it back. Before, uh, way or like after that separated tribal, the second she came back, I would have been like, give me my idol back. Glad you didn't have to use it. Now it is too late. Now it would look sketchy. Correct. Why do you think he didn't ask for it then? I, I cannot tell you. He also told us that the amulet is only till six, the idol is till five. Why 
Did he give, Did he give her, her the her... better one? <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. She knew about the amulet, right? Or was that a secret? Uh, did it matter which one it was? Or for she, who? For Julie, if, if she didn't know about the amulet. No, I don't think so. It was okay. just to use that one night. I don't know. Did so they, then did why it work did at that he point? give her this one? Why did he give her the more powerful and one? I'm saying dumb moves were made all around. I, <laughs> we're on the same page. I don't know. All right, now Emily will tell her story of the journey, and she is giving it to them straight, all honesty. She will reveal that she did not do the puzzle as she was not confident in her ability to complete it. Drew tells her it was the right call, and Dee will not buy it. I know there are a lot of D stands out there, and she is very good with strategy. Watch it, because I'm one of them. She has not been good with reading situation. She has been wrong on a number of twists and turns and with people sharing information, including Sifu and the lack of vital. He, she was convinced he had one. She was wrong. It's always better she is to wrong be... here. She's sure, been wrong but it's always characters. better to like to expect more from someone than to not, you know? Well, here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you think this knocks her credibility down at all? Or because no. it's only what we see, it's not that important. There you go. I would say that she is a decent strategist. She's been a good strategist. She's been a good. She's also been good at making bonds. She's correct. Correct. Has she won anything? No. No. Okay. Well. Well, no. She 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 won um the 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 one with the toe, but that's about it. We knew that (laughs) was coming. That's still something. Brucey won two things. Well, where is he now? Well, he gone. So she I'm saying at the too. end, it like adds to her resume. Winning a challenge does add to your resume, whether or not it was with your toe or not. I don't know why that matters. Well, no, I'm just saying that's the one she won was because of her toe. Yeah, but then you were like, that doesn't count though. Cause... I didn't say it doesn't count. I'm just saying that <laughs> based on challenges, Bruce won too. So. Okay, but he's not here. He's not here. But all I'm saying Joe is... Joe could have won Survivor if he made it to the end, but... What I'm getting at is D has made a lot of wrong impressions that she hasn't made in game mode. Yeah, it hasn't affected her. Those haven't affected her game, so I don't right. really think it matters. But um, again, her she's just not been on Edit wise, right. maybe they're like trying to discredit her to exactly. make her That's all not I'm getting win at. be less yeah. harsh. But I don't know. Drew reveals that they are worried the decision would involve all of them, but alas, not accurate. He is not good with reads either. Emily is hoping being open and honest will remove some of the target that was put on her for going on the journey, and she's wrong too. It does not work that way. So it's time for an update for Emily from Drew. He shares with her that Julie wants her out, but then tells her that they want Julie out via a total blindside. Emily is not thrilled to know that the few hours she was away, she became a target, so now she has to target the person who was targeting her. Time for Julie Emily's showdown where they will smile on their face and rally the troops. Emily chats and says, you can't go after my girl with Austin. I was like, wait, why is Austin saying you can't go after my girl referring to Emily? I thought his girl was D. Does he have two girls? Or is he lying to her? Uh, lying to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's hoping her alliance really. he's, will he's defend her. What? He, he's, he's with her in this week. 
for the most part, but his oh, girl, wow, he fucks it all up. But <laughs> he fucks it all up. But <laughs> Katora tells her she's been putting out feelers out there to get Mama J, and she's happy that she might have this one. Emily will tell us that she thinks she has grown a lot as a player and as a survivor. Thought it might be her last tribal council. Blah 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 blah. That was your kiss of death. Emily gonna be out. Katora emily will agree that they can't tell d as she would never write julie's name and emily is hoping her alliance is real and they defend her till the bitter end which they did but alas it was not enough but we'll get to it yeah it's community challenge time let's see how this one goes for this challenge they will be attached to a rope where they will race to gather the rope by untangling it when they think they have enough they will go over and under a series of obstacles they will then throw sandbags at a stack of blocks gathering those blocks to solve a word puzzle first person to finish wins immunity in addition they are playing for a reward do yourself barbecue at camp hamburgers hot dogs soft drinks and all the fixins what would you do in this challenge um i would do well in this challenge i think tell us why um i can weave and bob and weave and i'm agile is is bob and weave a new uh drag king bob and weave welcome to the stage (laughs) i think he would be a good drag king i I agree i'm here for it bob and weave (laughs) okay now the challenge is on it's pretty even to start, but they're trying to figure out death perception, which is my downfall. I can't do it. I don't know why. I just cannot see things. So if someone says like five feet and it's like on the ground, I can't make the connection between like five mm. feet on the ground and five feet like up. And like it doesn't compute to me. So when okay. you say something's like, okay, that person's six feet tall, and then you put him, put like a tape measure on the floor, six feet, it does not make sense to me. It feels like it should be longer. So I'm very bad right. at depth perception. So okay. I would be running and w- wait until I had the entire fucking rope to go because I would not trust myself. Uh. I would be so bad at this challenge. Because there's nothing to discuss in this first portion of of the challenge, Jeff's going to talk over and discuss rope management. (laughs) We got to give him more to do. He's got to figure out more talking points. He's the most hardworking host on reality TV. RuPaul is going to murder you. One, one how many dance franchises number, one dance number a season ain't gonna cut it how mama. many franchises does jeffrey marie elizabeth probes do one but still he's doing sports commentary he's leading group therapy he's doing regular hosting like the survivor is going to scream at you is does group therapy and no no Ru does like pseudoscience Rue directs things. Enough. Rue lip syncs in her uh, video message. I love Rue. Rue deserves the Emmys, but Jeff deserves the respect and the appreciation for like doing so many things. You just want to have a show match with Jeff Probst. I do love me some Jeff. All right, Jake will try first. He barely gets through the third obstacle. Fail. Drew is going for it. Julie is out on the course. Drew makes it. He's in the lead. Holy crap. I gotta say it. Drew tossing the sandbags. Embarrassing. Clearly no one taught him how to play baseball. No. Same though. So. 
Now it will be in this moment, we will learn that the three sandbags, they have to go retrieve them. So they must have enough rope to go get them, but they do not have to get all of their sandbags. So Drew, having missed all three shots, only was able to snag back two. What did you think of this? Obviously, we don't know until this moment. Do you think part of the game should have been you have to have all your sandbags and if you have to go get more rope, go get more rope? No, because... Wait, what? <laughs> that you didn't have... If you tossed your three and all three of them went behind the blocks and yeah. you couldn't retrieve all of them because one was too far, you didn't have to get all three sandbags again. Yeah, but you're going to need to get that other one at some point. No, apparently not, because right. he only was only able to get two the entire time. How many did he have to hit? How many things did he have to hit? I think there was nine. Six um, or nine. I don't know. I didn't even notice that was a thing, so I don't really have an opinion on it. <laughs> Sorry. Emily is stuck. Couture is lacking <laughs> rope. And Drew is tree self still in the lead. D heads back. Not enough. Jake will go to the toss, and he will not have enough rope to get his sandbags. Austin will get to the sandbags. Julie is short. Drew is going to knock his blocks off. We're going to get to the puzzle first. Austin will only be able to retrieve one sandbag, but it has to be enough to go to the puzzle selection. Now, Drew starts to stack and place his letters. Austin's right behind as no one else has reached the puzzle yet. Drew will get the word resourcefulness, but can't get the stack to stay. Did you find this a hard element of the challenge? Yeah, this is definitely the hardest part. I wouldn't win the challenge because of this last part, but I would do well in the rest of it. Um, if yeah, you um, are 5,000 feet tall like Drew, do you have an advantage? Yeah, it's about the arm the arm length. I agree. I fully agree here. Your wingspan. Um, if D got to that point, oh, fuck no. She never would have been able to hold on to those blocks. Yeah. Emily Katora gets to the sandbags as Austin is on the heels of Drew. Who will get it? The music starts to swell. Austin gets part of it but doesn't realize... That it has to match on both sides, as one side will say resourcefulness, while the other reads Eokel's first furu. Which Put like that on the t-shirt. I hated that that's twist. I absolutely so hard. hated it. Like he has no idea to look on the back side. Well, I mean Jeff did keep saying it. But I but but tell me the how tell me how it would work. Yeah, I guess you you have well, to so, it. So each each letter has to have both the first and the last. So the, the first block so, has to have the first and the last letter on either side. The second has to have the second and the second to last letter on each side. Correct. So, yeah. So what you would you, have to you do... You have to find a spelling that goes right, you forward have to do that and then on the other way it's backwards. Yeah. So it's an extra step. I yeah. think it was a little too much, um, it, but it, it is was what a it lot. Is. It was a lot. Yeah. The worst case scenario has arrived. Drew wins immunity. Barf. Yeah. And he, I mean, he will wasn't punch those letters. He will kick them, and I bet <sighs> you his hand hurt after he did that. Probably. He got an ouchie. I, I hope yeah. Mama J a, a kiss on his boo boo. Now to reward, Jeff will give Drew the option to bring a buddy to barbecue. Who will he pick? Jake, because it's been the longest to receive a award and a reward. He gets to pick another. It's Austin. So it's time for the bro down two point. Oh, do you think he picked the right people? Yeah. Tell me why. I think it was fair. Um, I mean, last one, there's not going to be any like, oh, my God, the boys are all picked because last was it last week that they, the girls had their challenge. 
mm-hmm. when yeah so that's fair in that sense i think and then two um Why having let- being separated from emily and julie so you can fully discuss the plan i think is the best option but if drew says his number one is austin wouldn't you want Austin to, I don't know, manage the conversation? I would have Over taken there. D. Knowing that she and Julie could have conversations on their own and fuck up any plan, you had to have separated the two of them. But then they can't they can't pull Jake in. They already had Jake. Oh. They had the numbers. Everything was set to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I thought it was fine. Well, I let's th- head back to camp yeah. where the boys are about to feast. Julie tells us that this was the right thing to do as the boys are starving, and in the last reward, Emily took all the women. Sure, look, mama being a mom. Very mom of her. The girls will start their spa day in the water, and they are literally doing mud masks, which I think was kind of cool. Have you ever done a mud mask from the middle of the ocean? I've not. No. Would I have you done ever? a mud mask from Sephora. Yeah, how was that? It's lovely. A lovely time. Um, I would do that. I'd be doing that every day. Same. If I was on Survivor. Katora says it's awkward to go back to camp as just the women, as they don't have anything to talk about strategy-wise, which checks out. <laughs> Half of them are plotting against Emily. The other are plotting against Julie. The four of them will talk about the most important thing, product placement. Come on, buffs. buffs and one second. It's also good because they just got to halt like half of the people's ability to like strategize and move forward in the game so i do think it was the right decision buffs is a registered trademark property of original buff (laughs) made in spain thanks 90 minute episodes for this content they will throw out jake as an easy target but nothing is real julie and emily just smiling and nodding at each other pretending everything is fine so let's go see what the guys are talking about Meat, but not in the gay way. Nabra. Are you a fan of hamburgers and hot dogs? Oh, I love both of them. I'm going to ask you a very controversial question. What's up? What do you put on your hot dog? Controversial answer. Nothing at all. I don't think that's as controversial. I think my answer is more controversial when I just put ketchup. Okay, no. If I were to put anything on it, it would be just ketchup. Definitely not mustard. Ew! No horseradish or anything like that. I hate all that stuff. Relish? Um, no. No. Um, yeah, no, not that. Um, I love my hot dog, like, burnt. So, like, no boiled dogs. I don't like a boiled dog. It has to be grilled. And it has to be charred. Like, very charred. <laughs> were you paying attention to the sound effects? No. It was gross. Drew says that the reward is so key for him as he needs to have an important strategy to talk with Jake. He has been critical of Jake. They got into an argument. He says that with Jake being a free agent, he has to take a leap of faith and bestow some kind of strategic trust so they can get on the same page. Jake's head is wanting to make a move and throw out D or Julie. Drew will put Emily out there as well. Why? Because he needs to toast him down, I guess. Jake says that he would prefer not to do Emily and Drew and Austin. Like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That was way too easy. Yeah, I mean, but see, they there didn't have they, they didn't have Jake they, yet. They did. They did. But they needed to have the discussion. They needed to have the the 
Now, and Jake will ask who has the better chance of winning immunity, and the boys start silent because they know that the answer is actually not Julie. That's not their thought process. <laughs> Austin will say Julie probably does. Jake says he's concerned about Final Four fire making with Julie likely to win. But at this point, we've only seen Julie in this episode do anything with fire. Jake says prior to the reward, he has been the backup plan for Drew and Austin, but numbers are dwindling and they need his vote for this round. Jake will then ask who they're pulling in for this, Emily or Katora. And I was like, por qué no los dos? Like, you can have both of them for this vote and have the majority. In a shock, Jake drops the bomb that in addition to being an attorney, he teaches theater to kids and says he is an actor. He feels Oof. like the past votes, he's been an extra playing the tree. A good job, as he believes. But he is sick of playing a goddamn tree. He's ready to be a supporting role. Miss Felicia, you were an actor. Did you yes. ever play a tree? Uh, yeah, but but I was. It was in Once on This Island, um, and I was also a god. So, so, so you were I a sexy tree. Yeah, I, I wasn't an extra, um, but we did. It was we played multiple parts. So yeah, I was. Ogway Do you think I should write a tree. musical about someone who plays a tree as a background actor and they're the star of the show? Sure. My life is a tree. The musical. My. Coming a to Broadway. Grows, it's going to be an existential crisis. Great. Jake will ask if they are concerned about telling Dee, and Austin says he <coughs> is, so they have to wait to tell Dee. Drew knows that they have to keep Dee out of the loop, and if Julie finds out, she can wig out and play the idol, putting a shot on anyone, which would be a disaster, but great television. The boys are back at camp. Drew gets into fetal position as Austin is feeling uneasy. He is feeling weird not telling Dee. So, sorry, I'm I'm getting a phone call. I have to take okay. real quick. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry about that. One second. Am I, am I is am I connected? Yeah, you're good. Okay. <clears throat> Drew gets in the fetal position as Austin is feeling uneasy. He is feeling weird not telling Dean. He knows that every move that may, will make will hurt, and that's what happens. The cost of getting close to people. He is trying to figure out a way, the best way. So he's going to take D for a talk. He knows he could blindside D and ruin one of the greatest relationships out there or he can tell d and have that information potentially leak back to julie and ruin the plan so what is he going to do dumb move dumb dumb move he will start to share but d will stop it and tell him what the girls talked about first he's like if you thank god i don't have to say anything d shares that they are thinking emily and they are telling emily jake but she senses that's not the plan from austin okay look she finally got a good read she totally knew what he was going to say. Like, she could tell immediately. Because they finish each other's sandwiches. Boom. Austin but says not hot dogs and ham. No. Austin says it's a weird spot, as he will preface it by saying it will be the hardest vote, as there is a strong movement against her. Dee thinks he means Emily, but it's really Julie. Cue the thunder. Dee is not happy. Austin says his heart hurts thinking about it, and part of him doesn't want to think it will happen, but says that everyone wants it really badly. What does she want? Dee will sigh and say that she will not write her name just like she won't write down his. 
He says he doesn't want to either, but says if they don't, she's still gone. D is for sure going to cry. She loves Julie and says that in this moment, her emotions don't matter. Just like mine on a daily basis. Thanks, Twinks. Um. She loves that she knew this day was coming, but she never thought it would be her deciding Julie's fate. She will tell Austin that she thinks it's still too soon, which is wild, and asks why Emily isn't an option. And Austin tells her that she is, but Drew, Emily, Jake, and Katora want Julie. And the only way to save her is to have her play the idol, and that would come back and bite him. But Austin didn't think about that before he made that come into fruition. I think D would have known that would have been the play, but I don't think it would have been as bad as it came out to be if Austin didn't fucking say it first. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. D's mind is going crazy as Julie is her, quote, other number one. I'm not great at math, but how, how can That's, you have two number ones in a game? The math ain't math in. Dee knows that if she chose to vote Julie out, it's just her and Austin. There is still more game to play with more twists. She says if she doesn't have her two number ones, she's still on the chopping block. Okay. We will see Julie playing with fire, and I think that was foreshadowing for sure. Dee knows that if she tells Julie she knows her game is blown, that this is the biggest decision, she is going to continue to play the game with her heart and follow her intuition. It's time to tell Julie, and she will just preface it and say, put on your biggest acting face. Julie's like, not me again. And Disease tells her that she has to play the idol and vote Emily out. Julie finds out that she is the option and she will not go home. Now, in this version of the plan, D claims she will put her vote on Emily, but we know that will not be true. Something will change in a couple moments. Julie is giddy and confessional as she knows that they are about to blindside her and her OG alliance from the beginning. She's, she's mad, though. But she says she has done nothing but protect her people. They're turning on her now, and when they have easy votes, it's part of the game. But she's into it now. She wants them to man up, face them where there are three left. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You want them to face three left? Who's the one who's get cut at four? Drew. I love it. No one likes Drew. <laughs> Maybe Austin, but... Julie is in the shelter with Jake and Emily and asks if they feel comfortable about tribal. And they say, not a bit. So Julie will say that if she is doing what she's told, it's one of them. Which, to be fair, Dee did tell her that. So she is doing what she's told. She asks if they want to make a move and pick a name. And Emily will say that they don't have the numbers as they need four. And she says they just need one more. And that's Katorum. So she says they can't do Drew. So would Katora do Austin? Cue that thunder. It's a possibility. So there's your four. She says if they feel good about it, she's writing Austin. If she doesn't hear from them, she's going rogue. Can we talk about why she wouldn't take this moment to make an even bigger move and not target Austin? Do you, I mean, we'll, we'll hear about it in a moment, but do you think Dee pleaded with her in exchange for the information? Dee pleaded for what? For what? To not vote out Austin. But that's she the biggest Austin's name move. out. No, she didn't. But she just now she did. D didn't. No, I know. That's Julie what I'm did. saying. That's what I'm saying. Why what made Julie not want to actually make that move? Oh, at the end? At the mm-hmm. end end? Um well, because she knows D's not gonna vote for her. 
for her, for him. So whether or not D votes for Julie or somebody else, if she does vote for somebody else, then it'll split the vote, leaving uh, Julie not to have the end-all decision. Does that make sense? Talk about it because we know what D does. Well, yeah, which I don't think was made sense, but the, Exactly. Why so I'm it, thinking Julie didn't choose Austin. One, she would lose a bunch of her allies because every, everyone around her would be mad at that. Like, yeah, they're burning their bridges with her, but she is going to need people moving forward. did they say that she's the one who is most likely to win immunity? Yeah. That doesn't mean she is. But she has the chance to do it. People are always going to say that if, if you're the one you want, go- if they're the one you want gone, you know, you're always just going to be like, oh, they're such a threat. Okay, L- let's continue on because I think there's more <laughs> yeah. to why she should have done it. Julie knows that they won't make a move as they don't know she has an idol. She knows that if every single person writes down her name and she plays an idol, the person she picks goes home. With Julie out of the shelter, Drew is in and he will be informed that Julie is rallying them to put the votes on Austin. Which means Drew is in tune and she knows. Emily says she's scrambling on an easy vote and Drew is freaking the fuck out. King Drew wants a cool and calm and complacent camp because he knows that Julie could send anyone home if she plays her idol. That is danger to him. And also the way he said it, that I I want a cool and calm and complacent camp, it just didn't sit well. He is really, really full of himself. Yeah, he said it since the beginning. Austin and Dee will join the conversation, and Drew will share this news about Julie. Um, why was Julie not there in that moment? Do you think she was possibly filming a confessional? How, how the hell did she decide, I'm not going to be in a group? Was meeting? every other person there? Every other person was there. I don't know. Maybe she was filming a confession. Dee will give a wide open mouth <clears throat> gif as she's like, fuck, this was not part of the plan. Austin knows that if he blindsided Julie without telling Dee, their trust will be broken. He thinks it's so hard to be in Dee's shoes. Julie will take D away as Austin will tell Drew that he told D, and the grunt that Drew makes was a barf. Drew will tell Austin that D took the information and told Julie, but Austin doesn't think so, which is very wrong. Why did Austin really think that D would not share this? I, d- I don't know. I don't. Dignitized? Maybe he wanted. Maybe he wanted. Maybe he just wanted Julie to play her idol, and didn't want to be the one to tell her. Okay, okay. Well, Maybe it could have backfired on him. It really could have backfired on him. It could have. It absolutely could have. I don't know. Now, Austin says that now that his name is out there, if she's playing something, he will play something, which we will <sighs> see is not the case. He knows that if worse comes to worse, they can vote out Emily, but he cannot bring Julie to the end as she would win. Amulet will be brought to tribal, but he does not want to play it until the next tribal. With D, Julie will ask why not Austin over Emily, and D says it's too personal. And Julie freaks out that Austin is writing her name down, but D is like, he doesn't want to. Is it possible D was getting too personal? I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think she was. Yeah, but. He will say that Drew is the mastermind behind the plan. I think she made the the right moves for her. But isn't part of the game to get get rid of the right-hand man of the mastermind? Now, D, whether it was a slip or, or not, will tell Julie that Austin is her number one. If I were Julie, that would have given me all the reason to knock him out. That was bad. That was bad. D he keeps on Julie... talking to everyone about her number ones. Like, 
It's terrible. That person isn't supposed to be her number one. Like, come on. Dee thinks Julie is paranoid and her word is in Julie's hands as is her family's lives. Everything and her reason why is in the game of Julie. Sucks to suck, baby. But Dee will say that she is now writing Julie's name and they will have to hate each other after this, but Julie has to play her idol and write down Emily. So we'll get to at the end again. Now that the uh, plan has adjusted where Dee has admitted she has to write julie's name down why i don't get why she no one was expecting her to vote for her in the first place that's where i'm confused as well that's why i'm confused i think too. it was because she was trying to save face that she was not in on it and she didn't leak the information she, yeah i guess that well okay i'm just thinking she should have voted for emily she but then emily you lost emily's jury vote yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just thinking... This was all jury maintenance. Say, say, no, yeah, I get that. But say she... Mama plays the idol, and then she did vote for Austin. You're right. D no, you're absolutely right. She could have voted for Emily, and then it would have tied the vote. And then I'm sure Emily would have gone. Probably. Right, you're absolutely right. Which is what should have happened, but it didn't happen. And yeah. I, I think we'll, we're going to discuss and, why and in a second. Weird. Oh, oh, but I do get that if she votes for for Julie, right? Julie's her name, Mama J. Yes, I, I keep on thinking Mama D. I had a yeah. dance teacher named Mama D <laughs> in college, and there's D, and then Mama J. Anyway, <laughs> she votes for her. She tells her she's voting for her. It's a throwaway vote. I guess, exactly. yeah. It looks good on the jury. But I don't know if it's a good move. Well, Julie questions whether Dee would pick her over Austin, which is a great question to ponder. Take her number one out. Julie <laughs> hates someone telling her what to do. She knows whatever move she is about to make will save her and destroy her. It's overwhelming. Welcome to Survivor. Now, the kids, they're here at Tribal, and the jury is excited to see where the immunity is. When they see it's Drew, all the excitement has left the building. They do not care that Drew has power. Jake is asked if 21 days in, does it get easier or more difficult to differentiate between it's a game and these real people? He says it gets harder because you get to know people better as you learn about their families and where they come from in life. And Drew says, paradoxically, as the game goes along, it gets Ugh. easier. Oh, really? You didn't need to say paradoxically. Guess what? As the game goes on, it gets Thank easier. You. Same sentence. Ugh. See... So he says they are so close to the end and it gives you perspective why you're out there and who you were playing for. He says it wakes, it's a wake up slap that it's now or never. Now, Julie says that she agrees with Drew as the first ones who made a jury, those hurt. She loves this jury management. She is really trying to butter them up every fucking possibility. Mm -hmm. Truth. She says that at some point you have to give yourself permission to play the game. Katora will say it plays out differently for each player. Some can acknowledge the closeness of a relationship but understands how to remove emotion from the decision if you want to get far. She says they have seen people say, I'd rather you win, but I don't want to vote you out. <laughs> to Austin's silly little face. Yeah, he already said that. Emily says they're all there with very, very, very full bags. And Drew is the only one who came without everything packed. She thinks a lot of people are planning on possibly not going back to camp, but really just only one won't be, but shh. Drew says it was, he's glad to have protection, having the bad boy known as the necklace on. 
And that's it. That's all he says. No crazy, fancy Ivy League words. So Jeff will call him out and say, that's the quietest and shortest answer you've given all season. Dig more. Jeff really wants a sense of what's happening back at camp. Well, Jeff, you did this to yourself. Enter the historical reference. Dare we say the callback. When the philosopher Hegel met Napoleon, he wrote as if it was a new era of history had stood before him. Fuck you. Really? Why are we bringing Napoleon in and we're not singing Waterloo? He says when Bruce and his gray soul patch left, there was a real sense that there was a hitch in the game and now they had to start preparing for the final three. He says people are now wondering in this new page of history where they stand. Julie says the next vote just is about staying alive. It's about who you're going to be in the end with. And she feels they all love one another so much, but she is forced to write down a name. So she she just loves everybody as much as the next person. She's very, very good at this tribal. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. She's very, very good at this because no one, no one, no one knew. Oh. Emily says there is an element of the game you don't prepare for, and that is getting really close to someone. And Emily says she puts on a stoic face, but this game really rips your heart out. Now, Austin says they are huge fans of the game and they have been dreaming of it for in potentially ending someone's dream. He says it takes a toll as they have walked really hard and ruthless, but also connecting as a family. Now, which path aligns? Which path can you work with to get to the end? Let's talk about idols and advantages. Katora will say that she is extremely worried about the lack of idols and advantages played as she thinks people have been holding their cards close to their chest. It's a high risk to let things come out now with the numbers tight. It takes just one person to say they are feeling too worried, play something, the plan goes awry. As much as connecting a relationship building and alliance forming you have, it doesn't matter if you are the ricochet vote. Shall we see whose path is pathing? Let's do it. It's time to vote. We do get a saucy moment from D instructing Julie to play her idol from the voting booth. If only she actually heard her. Katora is going to blame Austin and his stupid emotional heart if it doesn't work. Uh, she got that one right. Jeff returns for the votes. Julie will play the idol for herself. All votes cast for Julie will not count. That is six votes eliminated with a vote of one to zero. Emily is voted out. All right. I want to talk about this part first. Why didn't Austin play his idol? And why after everything Julie has learned, did she not put it on Austin? Austin. She has a number with moving forward, I think. Okay. I'm going to float something. At the here. end of the day, everyone voted for her. So that's what I'm going to say. Here's I'm gonna So she like here. makes it out this week, but like, Here's what Everyone I'm going to throw, throw out here. Is it possible we didn't see it, but Austin was in on this plan as well? I think I think it very Is much. It possible? I think D he said, told D knowing she would tell Julie and the idol would get flushed. And I think that was oh, his main concern. I think he wanted why, to flush because he I, wanted it, both he, Emily. I think everyone wanted both Emily and Julie gone. No, but so he, like, but he had already said to us if he, if she plays his her idol, he's gonna he's play his. his. Yeah, I think I think he knew because he was felt safe enough that she was putting he, the vote he, onto Emily. 
I think and, Dee and told he, him that he was safe. And he, she probably was guaranteed by both Austin and Emily, I got you next week if I have to play the idol for you. Yeah. That's the only possibility I can think here is that the three of them were in on this. And now the three of them are going to target Drew. That's the only possibility here. I hope so. Because that was, if Austin went out with an idol, it would have been back-to-back weeks. Yeah. He had to have known something. Was this the best overall move? For who? That's what I'm asking you. I mean, how do you answer that? Well, the best I move mean, for one person is going to be the worst move for somebody. That's that's what somebody I'm, else. So that's what I'm getting at. Do you think Jake and Katora should have followed down the path of Drew, or should they have listened to potentially a world? No, I think I think Drew is a sinking ship. I think everyone did. I think Jake and Katora are fine. They didn't go against anyone. I mean, besides Julie. But, like, they did what Austin told them to do. So, like, they're not in trouble, I don't think. I don't know. I think... I I, I was Team Emily, so no. So no. Wrong moves all around. Um, But, I don't know. Yeah, no, sure. I got some burning <laughs> questions for you. Are you ready? I got burning answers. Like the fire in this game. What is Emily's legacy? Ugh. Icon. Honestly. Icon Legend Star? Yeah. <laughs> that. Who won the week? Who were the best episode? Um, Julie won the week. I think game-wise, Julie won the week. Story-wise, Katora. Boom. I'm here for that as well. Who's in danger, girl? Uh, 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 Drew. Drew. I agree. I think it has to be Drew. You have to target Drew at this point. Yeah. After 11 episodes, the winner of the season is? I still think it's D. I still think it's D. I, I agree. I think D probably has it. I think it would be insane if there's any universe in which she doesn't have it. Um, that being said, story-wise, Katora is still a contender. She is be so cool incredible at it. I will yeah. say the only thing that scares me, I said on the podcast the past three weeks, we got a backstory for Kendra, she goes home. We get a backstory for Bruce, she, he goes home. Oh, Kendra. And we get a backstory for Emily, she goes home. If that trend continues, Katora's gone next What was Emily's backstory? With her um, partner getting the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see if that trend continues. I hope not, but they could. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Miss Felicia. That's at M-I-S-S-F-E-L-L-A-T-I-A. Um, I'm a fierce drag queen. I host bingo at Sycamore in Brooklyn the first Wednesday, the third Thursday of every month. So come see me over there. Um, if you want to cash at me, I don't have Cash App. If you want to Venmo me, you can Venmo me at T Grunin. That's T G R U N I N. That is as well my boy Instagram. Um, I'm a spin instructor at Soul Cycle. Uh, come see me sometime. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Thanks for having me, Michael, as always. <laughs>